We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Channing. Road tripping. Welcome to it. Allie Clifton, Richard Jefferson, Richard Spurman. We're going to the NFL. That's the name on the docket today. Richard Spurman. Um, Spurman. (laughs) Which would be Sherman. Um, Having said that, Channing, why are you hungover? What does it feel like right now? So, started, went to the Oregon uh, football game. I will say that campus is amazing. The wife, finally, after 14 years... Got me to put on an Oregon shirt. It felt comfortable. It was nice. It was, I wore it one time. You got great swag. Went great swag. Uh, w- then went out. Kid drove back home. Not me, but the wife. Went out. Then was just tired yesterday. Like, man, what am I doing? Then went uh, to a friend's house for Korean barbecue and soju and beer. And whoo, that caught up quick. But I love Korean barbecue's top three favorite foods all time. And we were just beer and cooking and laughing and beer and soju. And I woke up this morning, said, yep, yep. I feel like a shitball. <laughs> like a full-on shitball. What's soju? Uh, it's like a Korean. Imagine if like it's not wine, but it's also not vodka. It's like just a like Like sake? Like sake almost? Yeah, rocky. Uh, sake is rice wine. Soju. Well, well yes, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, yeah. It's like that. It's okay. delicious. A lot of sugar. That's what gives me the hangovers. Did you know, fun fact, that Ramos's son plays for Oregon? I did not know that. Austin, yes. He's oh. a freshman. I don't know Look if he registered or not, but he is a freshman. Uh, Dude, Washington shout out State's quarterback is nice. <laughs> Oregon is just, they're a better team. But watching, you know, I watch enough football now. When you see a good quarterback, you're like, that boy got it. That boy, he good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, good morning to our listeners, because it is Tuesday, which means it's opening day for the NBA. So to kick this episode off, we're going to talk about the two games that are happening on the slate tonight. It opens up with Lakers Nuggets. That is at 730 Eastern. And ooh, we'll talk about it in a second. But for those of you on the East Coast, 10 o'clock, Suns Warriors. God, yeah. sounds brutal. That's um, worth staying up. Yeah. Your overall take. Let's go Lakers Nuggets first. And I will give you guys this. I don't know if you remember this, but both of you were a part of a ring night celebration to which you received some pretty epic rings. Um, You guys won that night. I actually had to go back and look. I wasn't sure. I didn't think you did, but you did. You dominated actually the next Who did we play, Boston? The Knicks. 117-88. You went on to win 51 games that year. 
However, fun fact. Not a bullshit did, in between there. <laughs> did you know that our last four NBA champions have failed to get back to the conference finals the following year? So, having they said, weren't they weren't playing with LeBron. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Having said that, if you are the Denver Nuggets, let's start there. Ring night. What's that night like? Take us inside being on that side of things. Richard, you want to go first? No, you got this. Well, I think the thing is, is like when you win, you really celebrate for like, obviously the summer, but it's for really two weeks. Because then by the time you're done, when we won, wasn't it like June 22nd or 24th? Think about that. July, August, that's when you start getting back in the gym and working out. So the month of July, you're like getting your body right, riding a bike. and then But you're like, man, I'm still tired from the season. Then it's like, well, shit, now you got to start revving back up. So the minute you win, the it's like, wow, this team won. And then everyone goes, well, they're not going to do it again next year. It's like immediately when you win, everyone says how much better everyone else is. So then on ring night, it's just like, oh, shit, I forgot we are the champions. You know, like it, it actually like comes back to that greater feeling. So it was tight. No, I look. I, I one of the re I, look. I know my my retirement was short lived, uh, but one of the reasons why is because you want the experience of being the defending champion. There's a difference walking into an arena as the defending champions. Every time they announce your team at home, it's the defend your defending champions. Like to hear that, I think it's such a unique experience. That's a part of the championship uh, uh, kind of experience, and so. Uh, if you're going through that, it is emotional. Teams don't typically win win that opening ring ceremony because it's an extra two hours. The part that I'm I'm excited about is all of the trash that Mike Malone was kind of talking that he's tried to dial it back. He's like, oh, you know, that stuff's in the past. We got a new year, and it's like, mm, yeah, it doesn't work like that, bruh. It don't work like that. You you can't make jokes about LeBron retiring. Like, dude, he's in year 20. He should consider it. Like, he's thinking about that. So to kind of mock him there, uh, to kind of do the, oh, you know, the you know all the things that were chirped about and said. Uh, so to have that team watch their team win a championship uh, or uh, get their rings, I, I think that adds a little bit more fuel. And and it doesn't say the Lakers could walk into a lot of can walk in against the Denver Nuggets and be pissed, and the Denver Nuggets might still whoop their ass. But at the end of the day, they have a little bit more incentive. So I, I think the ring adds to that. I think it's great for basketball because, and let's be honest, the Nuggets are a a great team. They're the best team. But without Mike Malone talking shit, they don't really got a shit talker. Mike yeah, Wilson. but but no, but coaches should co coaches should not make it about themselves, and I like that. That's to the part like I'm not saying he and look, it's kind of similar like Draymond. Draymond will take some of the heat because he has quiet guys around him. And I think Mike Malone does a good job of kind of fighting for his players. He does that, but I also think that like there's a level of like, well, wait, this ain't come back to bite us yet, right? <laughs> so we got we got to see. It's like because you know the championship run is great. It's the it's the next side of like like same with Milwaukee. You know, guys are out of there. If you, you win a championship, the next two years you underperform. The coaches is getting fired. You know, yeah. all these things start happening. So you got to be careful when you're chirping on your way up and at the top because that other side people start to look at you funny. Yeah, but you I know what I thought? A great game. The ahead. missed mark on 
they shouldn't have had it be Lakers Nuggets opening night because one, if you're Denver, you're going to draw a crowd because you're getting your rings. It's championship night. But then also, if you think about it, you play the Lakers another night, you're going to draw. Like, you know how I was thinking, I was like, oh, wow, they're doing this all in one night. You could have split those two games up and think about, like, the draw you would have got. One extra? No. Yeah. But I think I think what, but, have like you're gonna have the same crowd probably the first time you play the Lakers quickly after ring night that you are ring night, but instead you're gonna do it all in one night and then it's like I think it's more TV than in person. Yeah, it's more yeah, it's more TV. It's more People story. Want to see that? They want to get that heat. They're gonna be replaying everything Mike Malone said, all the previews, all the things, all morning to get everyone hyped, right? Because again. Without Mike Malone talking his shit, which is fine, me and Richard disagree. I don't mind if the coach is talking shit, but like, show me another coach. He doesn't. Show me another coach. Uh, Doc Rivers used to talk some shit. Did he? I think he did one time. See, you see, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? No, I'm not saying coaches don't fight for their players. Not saying coaches don't fight for their players, right? I'm not saying that. But if anybody, and I don't think Coach Malone was out of pocket, he was talking shit. I'm not, he didn't do anything wrong. I think he was just talking shit. But the only problem with that is now, now it's like, it ain't, it ain't the summer of Denver anymore. It's the next season. And so, you know, you're being the hunted, you know, versus the hunter. So, um, you know, that's just my thing. I just don't find a lot of coaches that do it. It doesn't mean that pop that doesn't talk shit or there's not any of that banter. I just think there, there were some of the, the things that were going on. I hadn't seen from too many coaches, but that's what makes Mike Malone different. Okay. Give me something you guys are going to look from both sides outside of the ring night celebration um, with this game in particular. And if, if any, do you take any stock in the results? Who wins, who loses? How much do you put in that? Okay. So individually, both sides, what are you going to be looking for? Uh, I'm actually like the others, right? I think D'Angelo Russell said everything right so far. And I want to actually see that. Um, you know, Austin Reeves had a great summer, right? Just for his progression. How is that going to translate? And every, at the beginning of every year, it's like, are we going to hold our breath every time Anthony Davis falls on the ground? Right? Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but like, that's what I'm looking for them. Right. And can Braun put it on cruise mode? Right. And, and at his ripe old age of 40, right. Can he put it on cruise mode the first 50 games and then have some some left in the tank to to propel this team in the playoffs. And can AD sustain that? So uh, other than that, I think on the, the Nuggets, I kind of want to see, you know, who steps in for Bruce Brown. That's one that's big. And kind of want to see if Jamal Murray is going to be an all-star for the first time this year. Like, we, at some point, my guy got to be an all-star. I know the West is stacked. But it's just like, Jesus, it's like the, the best score on that team. And he doesn't get no looks. Well, I, I think, you know, he's coming off and it took him a while to get healthy. But no, you're you're right, Jenny. I think that's what you're looking at, the Denver Nuggets. I think Bruce Brown, I, like, I think a lot is being made of that. And I think, but we're forgetting that they have an MVP. We're forgetting that they have an all-star. We're forgetting that they have Aaron Gordon. It's like, he was a big piece of their roster. You know, but ultimately they have the best, you know, probably most dominant player currently, whether it's Jokic and you look at what he did, especially on the offense bid. So uh, I'm looking at Anthony Davis purely, right? Because Jokic has reached a level where it's very hard for Anthony to win that matchup. 
And that's really like who's going to guard and I, I, we said that it going into the conference finals, who's going to guard Jokic, who's going to do that. And that's still going to be the exact answer. That doesn't change. None of that changes. How can you slow down a guy that averaged 30, 11 and, and nine in the postseason to a whole postseason run? How do you slow that man down? If they don't got an answer on that, they're not going to have an answer on, on opening night. It doesn't mean Denver's going to go undefeated, but right now you're looking at him in a, seven game series who can beat them four times who who is showing is there a roster out there right now that says they can beat them hold Jokic down and the offense and all the things that they run who can do that four times and you know someone's gonna have to prove it because no one has been able to do it or no one was able to do it last year I think the only roster that is really built for that to combat that is the Bucks honestly I agree I agree but the Bucks got to get out of the first round so yeah. that's the problem. And they got to get past the Boston second. Celtics. They got to get and past the, the Boston second and yeah. the third. That's what I'm saying. They got a long way to go before we I'll get there. I'll say the Lakers, right? If AD can – he's not going to be at the level of Joker, but if he can be there where it's not tipping the scales and then now it's like LeBron versus Jamal or D'Angelo Russell versus Aaron Gordon, I think the Lakers have a chance. Lakers team, is much, Lakers team is much better than they were last year. Oh yeah, that that oh, yeah. that's that. Look, they. I didn't believe. It's not that I was doubting LeBron. I didn't think Anthony Davis was going to get to that level that he did during the postseason run. Kudos to Anthony Davis. That's what we want from him. That's what we saw in the bubble. That part of the reason why he's getting a lot of criticism is because that's what we we've expected from him the last few years, right? Like he was one of the best players in the league the minute he got drafted. So it's like to see him kind of get back to what he was in 2020 and, and, and the years before that, that's a great sign. But, you know, ultimately the Lakers are better. I don't know if Denver is better. They can get better internally. But the rest of it, there's a lot of parity. There's six teams that I think if they won the championship at the end of the year that I don't think anybody would bat an eye. I would say Phoenix, Lakers, um, Denver, Boston, Milwaukee, and there's probably there's probably one other there that I'm floating around with that you could say, you know, it could be Golden State. I think there's some other uh, Golden State's one of those teams. So I think there's like five or six teams that legitimately, if they were to win a championship at the end of the season, if we read the script, you'd be like, okay, I could see it. I think one team that we're sleeping on is, I think Cleveland is one of those teams that's like opportunistic, right? They've addressed some issues. They're like, I think the Lakers are opportunistic, right? If, if they get hot, they have a chance to win, like Richard is saying. But I think Cleveland has a chance to make a run uh, if they could be, be more physical and also if they could get Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell to both be all-stars. Speaking of sleepers, we're going to talk about that in tomorrow's episode. But before we get there, how about this? Great segue, Channing. When okay. it comes to the Lakers in um, Denver opening night, I want to know who your sleeper picks are in that game, meaning a couple players that you think might come out of nowhere to have a big opening night. I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to launch them motherfucker. <laughs> hey, listen, he's going down. He's shooting all them bullets. He, he's unloading the clip. I think if we were if we were gonna say eyes, who eyes are we gonna be on? It's really Christian Brown and their bench. Because oh, every every conversation with the Denver Nuggets, it spins like, well, they've lost Jeff Green, they've lost uh they've lost Bruce Brown. So it's like 
I'm not looking at their starters. I know what their starters are. When you got KCP, Jamal Murray, Gordon, you got Jokic, like you know what what that is. That's one of the best starting groups in the league. And they've been together now a few years, right? Because Aaron Gordon was there when when Jamal Murray got hot and they were really starting to cruise. So I don't look at that. I'm purely looking at the Denver bench because that bench was like elite last year. All the players that Calvin Booth put in fit perfect. KCP came in perfect. Reggie, you know, uh, Reggie Jackson, he didn't really play that much, but he was a good fit. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, it was a good fit. Like you go look down their list and you're like, oh, wow, Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, these guys were seamless fits. So it's like, okay, well, who's going to do that? Because we know what the starting unit is. They're like, if they're healthy, they're top three starting unit. That's why they're NBA champions. All right. Well said. Those sleeper picks are sponsored by Sleeper Fantasy. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code ROADTRIPPIN for a deposit match for up to $100. Terms and conditions apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Before we move on to the Warriors and the Suns, which is the second game of the night, I do want you guys to give one piece of advice to the Denver Nuggets when it comes to running it back. Be your harshest critic. Hmm. You could always get better. And the minute that you think you're not going to get better, that's when teams jump on you. So I think for them, they got to really dissect and challenge themselves to like, hey, can we go, you know, 20 and five these first 25 games. Can we go 19 and six, right? Can we go on two or three um, wins or win streaks this year of 10 or more games, right? If you break it up like that, it's not going to seem monotonous. And the be uncomfortable right in that 25 to 50 range, right? Like do things now that you know you'll need in the playoffs. Like be one step ahead. That would be my advice. I think the question that I would ask them is why has it been five different champions in the last five years? Ask yourself that. That's the question. Why, what, what is going to make us different than um, Golden State? What's going to make us different than Toronto? What's going to make us different than Milwaukee? What's going to make us different than these teams? You know, even Cleveland. Now, obviously, there was roster changes. Like Kevin Durant shows up in Golden State. Well, well, fuck. Well, you know, shit happens, right? Um, so I just think if you're them, you get a pass, you guys, yeah, get a what? Pass. no, it's not get a pass, but it was like, there was nothing there. There was no beating that team. And like, we, we competed, you know, but there were, and even, and I stand by this, no, no, I stand by like even Toronto, Toronto's not the champion. If Kevin Durant and, and Clay Thompson doesn't get hurt, I'm sorry. We can applaud them. They want it. They give credit to their health and science and the way they managed Kawhi that year. But ultimately, they don't win a championship, in my opinion, if those two guys, if one of those guys is healthy, they don't win a championship. But it's like, okay, so barring injury, 
right? Even if you go back before the Golden State Warriors, it was, I think, the Miami Heat in 2011, 2012. So winning a repeat is very, very, very difficult. So they've got their core unit back. They've got a good bench. They've got, you know, they've got the home court advantage. So it's like, what did those other teams not do that we're going to do? And that's the part that this is far harder than winning a championship. The only thing winning a cha- harder than winning a championship is winning a back-to-back championship. And they are not the Golden State Warriors. They are not 2x more talented than everybody else that they're going to play. That they're, they're not. They're on the same level and a smidge better. So that's why there's parity and they do have maybe the most dominant player right now. But there's no... Why are they going to be different? And that's a question that only them can they can ask themselves. Internally, they can push themselves. Not the coach, not the management. They are the only ones that can push themselves to say, that was not enough and we're going to win more, as their coach so eloquently said on the podium. Mm-hmm. Richard, I have a quick question. If you grew your beard out, would it just be all gray? No, no, no. So the problem is that there's red. There's red in there. There's black and brown. There's some mixture of gray. So there's yeah, there's a lot in there. They got a lot of you know. I was like, damn, Richie, looking old, dog. Yeah, but yeah, they got to internally have a motor. Like we want to do something special. They can't get bored with the process. Yeah, and don't think and don't think you're gonna turn it up. Oh, we're gonna turn it up and it's okay and blah blah. Yeah, you're gonna have the ability to turn it up. But there's other teams that are like gearing and they're on ten the whole way. And that's the thing. We were fortunate we had Big Fella, and he was always on 10, and he could raise yep. it to 12. You You're know, welcome. he could raise it to 12. You're welcome, KYP. Um, all right, the second game of the nightcap, the Warriors versus the Suns. Um, a lot of questions. What's going to be your first tweet that you tweet out ahead of this game? What do you, you always say? I'm going to be watching. I wonder. What? Who the fuck is going to place backup center for the Suns? Like, Who's going to play point guard? Uh, I, dude, I'm telling you, Devin Booker is going to lead the team in assists. That's like, not what she asked. Who's going to be the point guard? Bradley Beal. Who's going to lead the team in assists? Devin Booker. But I just, you look at the roster and you're like, if Nurt gets in foul trouble, because he's going to be in a lot of screening roles, he, poor guy, he got, to, he got to change his shoes at halftime because he's going to wear the tread off him. People are just going to put them, they're not, they're tall, but they're not, they're not, fit, they, they don't have like a rim threat. So that's what I'm curious is like, does everyone just stand and watch those three score all game? Like, I want to see how it works. I think if it, they're dribble the ball up, go do a move score. I don't really, it's, I'm interested to watch them probably the most. I don't think like the Chris Paul thing. I don't like. I don't understand what people are like curious about. Like that that part to me. I I think yeah, it's the, the who's going to start, who's not. Steve Kerr said he brought in everybody and was like, guys, yeah, there's six legitimate NBA starters here. Some games people will start, some games people won't finish. But again, if we look at their track record, track record, Andre would start some games. Andre wouldn't start some games. They had their know. death lineup. Yeah, shout out Iggy for retiring. You old Iggy. time. Yeah, yeah. So he what, he played 16 years in the NBA. Beautiful. Congratulations. I uh, love that for him. Uh, but I'm saying Steve Kerr has always universally had different lineups. Um, um, he's always had different lineups, so this isn't new. And, like, show me one place that Chris Paul has not gone and excelled. 
Clippers excelled. Houston, James Harden wins the MVP that year playing next next to, to Chris Paul. Then he goes to OKC because they feel like they're casting him away. And, is, and all of a sudden, they go to the postseason and they get this huge bump in the impact that he has on Shea. Then what does he do? They're like, hey, we're not on that timetable for winning, Chris. We're out. Maybe Phoenix wants you. He takes Phoenix to the freaking NBA Finals. Now he gets banged up. Yes, he is an older point guard. But show me one place that he has not excelled or made the team raise their level in the last 15 years that he's been in the NBA. So I'm not worried about Chris Paul. Do I think, do, do, will he have the impact that can get them to a championship? I don't know, but I'm not worried about Chris no. Paul with the Golden State Warriors. That that's, that's a silly waste of time to worry. I think when you have Chris Paul, right, when Draymond, run, we could agree that Draymond runs the point most of the time for the Warriors. When Draymond, last year, when Draymond wasn't on the floor and that second unit came in, they really didn't have a point guard, right? Jordan Poole's not a point guard. He's a Nah, you see what Jordan Poole's doing in Washington. His own teammates is like, bro, what's going on here? You no, saw Draymond's out, right? Sorry, yeah. I was looking up the But that's what I'm saying. Draymond's so when out, Draymond right? is out, what did you say? He is officially out for opening night. You saw that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. What I'm saying is when Draymond is out, you have a point guard, somebody who's there to push the pace of the game, to run screen and roll, so then that second unit, he can run that second unit as it is, and then the first unit, he's looking around for two of the three best shooters to ever play the game of basketball. So it's still, to me, it makes sense when you think about it like that, they need a pass-first guy. Andre was the pass-first guy, then it was Draymond, and now it's Chris Paul. Do the Phoenix Suns win 54 games this year 54 or more no if they're healthy they win 50 if they are healthy they win 50 i do i I think so i don't know about 54 54 no no because no because i mean they win team yes yes if they're healthy if they're healthy they are a 50 win team i I, it's um, it's a lot there's a lot of moving pieces on this team that like this ain't like kd is new Bradley Beal's new. Bobo's new. Nurk is new. Like Frank Vogel is new. Frank Vogel is new. Ownership is new. That's a lot of new. And then it's just like, go win. So, like, I'm just tempering expectations. I think this team's going to be amazing. I just don't, in my mind, I don't know what system they're going to run that you just don't, except go here, go get a bucket. Like, KD ran his own system in Golden State. They had that little backdoor play. That was his one play. And then they had the other play called get the fuck out the way and let me go score. So, like, <laughs> what are you going to run for him? Give me a screen and roll. Go ahead. I, 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 whoop. Get out of my way. Whap, whap, whap. Well, he's going to have the same. This will be the most space he's had since the Brooklyn days with Kyrie and James Harden. He had a ton of space to work. Then, you know, he was still putting up big numbers. But then you go look at this. Uh, if you go look at his, his spacing that he had in Golden State, he's going to have a similar spacing. The only difference between, like, we talk about Chris Paul and whatever, who is going to be the creator to make sure that guys are in the right spot, that the spacing is what it should be. That's the part. Who's their rim protection big, though? That's well, again, the, Golden, the Golden State Warriors didn't have rim protection big. Defensive player of the year. I'm not questioning that, I'm, but he was not a rim. Well, he's a little bit of a rim protector. I won't disrespect him because he would take blocks, take charges, do all the stuff. Um, so... I don't know. I think that's going to be the fun team to watch figure it out. If I had to pick a team that I want to see figure it out, Golden State, I'm not worried. Now, will they be a 55-win team, a 50-win team? We'll see. But I'm not worried if they're going to figure it out. Phoenix, 
I'm, I'm, I'm curious to watch it. I think they will, but how do they do it? Who changes their game? Who tweaks their game? What sets do they run? They're the one team that you're like, okay, we're watching this to watch them figure it out. We're not watching Dame and them to figure it out. We're not watching Boston to figure it out. We're not watching Denver, the Lakers. We're not watching anybody else other than the Phoenix Suns to be like, okay, how are they going to figure this out? Yeah. Great point. You think about those Miami Heat teams. Who had to sacrifice? Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh. You look at yeah. that Cavs team. Who had to sacrifice? Channing Fry. <laughs> Channing Fry. Having said that, when you look at this Phoenix team, who has to sacrifice the most? I do. The Phoenix Suns gave me the, the Phoenix Suns fan base tried to give me some shit because I was like Mar, a, a Mario Chalmers, who was you know Mario very good, competitive, national championship game winning shot. Like Mario Chalmers was that dude. But he also was the guy that, like, he was the point guard. LeBron, you had LeBron as the playmaker, and you had D-Wade that could handle it. But Chalmers got guys in the right position. He did the things. He got a lot of shit. Mario Chalmers, Mario Chalmers in Miami would start right now for the Phoenix Suns. That's how, in my opinion, that's how good he was at the job. And Mario Chalmers is not, he wasn't an all-star. He wasn't that, but he was very good at what he did. And they could benefit from someone along those lines. So I don't know who sacrifices. That's the thing. Typically, the bigs are the one that has to sacrifice. When you look at the Boston Celtics, the Boston Celtics. None none of those three are bigs. Exactly. Well, this is the thing. Go to the Boston Celtics. Kevin Kevin Garnett didn't sacrifice. It was Ray Allen that had to sacrifice the most in that unit. And then they added, they had Rondo who distributed to all of those guys. So when you look at, you know, the typical big threes in the last like 20 years, the the Kevin Garnett is the one big that didn't. He was the focal point. Ray Allen had to sacrifice. So who's going to be the Ray Allen? Who is just going to be a spot up shooter and get plays run for him while the other one goes to work? Because if I were to rank the order, I would say Kevin Durant's number one, but he's older. Then I would say Devin Booker is number number two. So you would have to up his usage rate, right? It was like, hey, like you might be number two, but we're going to up your rate. Uh, and you're going to could be our best player. And then number three is Bradley Beal. But Bradley Beal, in my opinion, probably needs to go to a Ray Allen stuff. I'm not going to average 20. I'm not going to lead the league in scoring. I'm not going to be 29 a game. If I'm sitting here at 20 a game on open shots and I'm picking my battles and making the right play, that is going to put Bradley Beal in the best chance he's ever had to win a championship by far. For sure. I think those other two dudes, they got to get used to just – Figuring out how to get it in where they can. The mother two dudes don't just get that motherfucker off the rim. Mm-hmm. Famously, D Wade had to go to LeBron and say, "Hey, man, this is your show. To go do it. I'll get in where I can fit in. Go be you." And who's going to have that conversation? We're just going to watch and figure it out because we don't know. Yeah, that's crazy when you really think. Think about like you know when you're not the best defender, you're always like, "All right, man, there's somebody that's just going to be in the corner." The dude you're guarding in the corner. And average 36. So you're like, damn, man, I got to like, who's Denver's third best defender. So like, let's say you would say KCP, Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray. So you're going to put Jamal Murray on KD. I would would say Christian Brown is probably better. Jamal Murray is one of the more improved defenders in this league. Is he a person now that I want to start looking at matchups? I don't know if we're quite there yet. Right, well, I think that's what I'm saying. You say Christian Brown, but he's got to guard Bradley Beal or Devin Booker. Yeah, but Christian Brown also has no responsibility to score whatsoever. True, true, so true. it's just like, hey, bro, like if you give us eight points and you do and you hold them to 22, 24, <laughs> bro, I'm stoked for that. I'm stoked yeah. for that. 
There's a high probability that these four teams will be your top four teams in the West when it's all said and done come the end of the regular season. Who out of these three have the best chance of knocking off the Denver Nuggets? Because you keep them at the top. They're the defending champs. And this is what I'm going to say. The Suns have either this is an awful experiment or holy (laughs) crap, this is great. Wow, that's good. I don't think it's Golden State right now. I just don't think, you know, Kevon Looney, dude, pros pro champion, that's barbecue chicken. (laughs) Draymond Green, you're great barbecue chicken against Jokic. I just don't, I don't know if it's a seven-game series. I'm going to put a sleeper here that's not mentioned. I think the Clippers could give him a run. Oh, my God. And on that note, that's another edition of Road Trip, and we'll discuss that (laughs) on the other side. (laughs) 